Okay, hello boys and girls, Mr. Gaines here for the very last time reading Esperanza Rising. I can't believe it. Um, it's been a pleasure and really fun reading this book with you. We've, I think we first started it in February in class, and now here it is in May, and you're at home. I'm at home. Um, I'm in my bedroom right now. I've been in my kid's bed room, uh, my living room, recorded a little bit in my car, shout out if you remember that episode, um, really has been quite a journey. But here we are on page 247. Let's go. A few days before her birthday, Esperanza begged Miguel to drive her to the foothills before sunrise. There was something she wanted to do. She woke in the dark and tiptoed from the cabin. They followed the dirt road that headed east and parked when they could go no further. In the gray light, they could see a small foot they could see a small footpath to a plateau. When they got to the top, Esperanza looked out over the valley. The cool, almost morning air filled her senses. Below she could see the white roofs of the cabin in straight rows, the fields beginning to take form and over the eastern mountains, a hopeful brightening. She bent over and touched the grass. It was cool but dry. She lay down on her stomach and patted the ground next to her. Miguel, did you know that if you lie on the ground and stay very still, you can feel the earth's heart beating? He looked at her skeptically. She patted the ground again. Then he lay down as she was, Facing her, will this happen soon, Esperanza? Aguantate tantito y la fruta caerá en tu mano. Wait a little while and the fruit will fall into your hand. He smiled and nodded. They were still. She watched Miguel watching her, and then she felt it, beginning softly, a gentle thumping, repeating itself, then stronger. She heard it too. Shump, shump, shump. The earth's heartbeat, just like she had felt it that day with Papa. Miguel smiled, and she knew that he felt it too. The sun peeked over the rim of a distant ridge, bursting the dawn onto the waiting fields. She felt its warmth washing over her and turned on her back and faced the sky, staring into the clouds, now tinged with pink and orange. As the sun rose, Esperanza began to feel as if she rose with it, floating again, like that day on the mountain when she first arrived in the valley. She closed her eyes, and this time she did not careen out of control. Instead, she glided above the earth, unafraid. She let herself be lifted into the sky, and she knew that she would not slip away. She knew that she would never lose Papa or El Rancho de las Rosas or Abuelita or Mama, no matter what happened. It was as Carmen, the egg woman, had said on the train. She had her family, a garden full of roses, her faith, and the memories of those who had gone before her. But now she had even more than that, and it carried her up 
as if she was on the wings of the phoenix. She soared with the anticipation of dreams she never knew she could have, of learning English, of supporting her family, of some of someday buying a tiny house. Miguel had been right about never giving up, and she had been right too about rising above those who held them down. She hovered high above the valley, its basin surrounded by the mountains. She sweeped over Papa's rose blooms, buoyed by rose hips that remembered all the beauty they had seen. She waved at Isabel and Abuelita, walking barefoot in the vineyards, wearing grapevine wreaths in their hair. She saw Mama sitting on a blanket, a cacophony of color that covered an acre in zigzag rose. She saw Martha and her mother walking in an almond grove, holding hands. Then she flew over a river, a thrusting torrent that cut through the mountains. And there, in the middle of the wilderness, was a girl in a blue silk dress and a boy with his hair slicked down, eating mangoes on a stick carved to look like exotic flowers, sitting on a grassy bank on the same side of the river. Esperanza reached for Miguel's hand and found it. And even though her mind was soaring to infinite possibilities, his touch held her heart to the earth. On the morning of her birthday, Esperanza heard the voices coming from outside her window. She could pick out Miguel's, Alfonso's, and Juan's. She sat up in bed and listened and smiled. Esperanza lifted the curtain. Isabel came over to her bed and looked out with her, clutching her doll. They both blew kisses to the men who sang the birthday song. Then Esperanza waved them inside, not to open gifts, but because she could already smell coffee coming from the kitchen. They gathered for breakfast. Mama and Abuelita, Hortensia and Alfonso, Josefina and Juan, the babies, and Isabel. Irene and Melina came too with their family, and Miguel. It wasn't exactly like the birthdays of her past, but it would still be a celebration under the mulberry and chinaberry trees with newborn rosebuds from Papa's garden. Although there were no papayas, there was cantaloupe, lime, and coconut salad, and machaca burritos topped with lots of laughter and teasing. At the end of the meal, Josefina brought out a flan de, almen de almendras, Esperanza's favorite, and they sang the birthday song to her again. Isabel sat next to Abuelita at the wooden table. They each held crochet hooks in a skein of yarn. Now watch, Isabel. Ten stitches up to the top of the mountain. Abuelita demonstrated, and Isabel carefully copied her movements. The needle rocked awkwardly at the end of at the end of her beginning rose. Isabel held up her work to show Esperanza. Mine is all crooked. Esperanza smiled and reached over and gently pulled the yarn, unraveling the uneven stitches. Then she looked into Isabel's trusting eyes and said, do not ever be afraid to start over. The end. <laughs>